And shout out to my doers, go-getters, and get-donners. This is the Cuss Podcast, serving up inspiration and motivation, one quote, one story, and one cup at a time. All right, welcome back, my people, and big ups to my doers, go-getters, and my get-donners. Before we hop into today's episode, I'm curious to know how the beginning of your year is going. And if you're listening to this at a later date, how has your year been overall? What are some challenges that you're facing right now? How are you making adjustments in those challenges? And what has been the results in those adjustments? I would love to hear your feedback on this so I can share it and create some conversation from it. So be sure to leave a comment in the review section of this podcast or DM me at the underscore cups on Instagram or Facebook. And if you're one of those people who loves email, shoot us an email over at thedailycups at gmail.com. And remember, that's cups with a Z. Okay, with that being said, cheers up to the cups, and let's hop into it. So last episode, I explained the three P's of failure, pressure, perception, and procrastination. Now, I won't go into details and explain each one. You guys can go check out episode three of season two, but I did want to talk a little bit more about the last one, procrastination, which will be the hot topic of discussion today. The Oxford Dictionary defines procrastination as the action of delaying or postponing something. Greek philosophers Socrates and Aristotle established their own word for this state of mind called akratia. Now, their definition labels this action as a state of going against your better judgment when you want to do one thing, even though you know you should be doing something else. A couple months ago, I read the book Atomic Habits by James Clear, and it offers great perspective on why we have such a hard time staying consistent and offers great strategies in overcoming the struggle of procrastinating. So there will be a lot of references from his own studies that you can find on jamesclear.com. So why is procrastination so dang difficult to overcome? Because we are creatures of immediate satisfaction. Our brains work at the capacity of what we see and what we will receive now, not what we plan on receiving in the future. Clear puts it in great terms. I want you to think of yourselves as two individuals. We have the future self and we have the current present self. Now, while you have plans of great things for your future self, they're interrupted by the satisfaction in the initial immediate reinforcements of your current self which can lead us to procrastinating on the big things we need to do. Do you remember in high school when you had that big book report or that persuasive essay you had to write in your English class? While you knew the importance to create an outline, have a plan, and use all of the two weeks your teacher or professor gave you, you instead wait until the final two or three days, if that, because I know some of you guys are waiting 12 hours before it's even due to get started. One of the excuses that I used to use was that I work better under pressure. When we all know a proper plan and consistent execution will trump last-minute efforts 99.9% of the time. But still, why do we put ourselves in that position knowing it is not going to benefit us? You see, in our heads, when we are tasked with something that is critical in our life, we know for certain it will take a lot of work. And a lot of work doesn't translate into instant gratification. Instead, we have to wait to see the fruits of our labor. Writing that essay, losing that weight, saving that money for retirement or for a house, 
All of these rewards are in the future, which is why it's so hard for our present self to get a grasp on it, leading us to procrastinate, leading us to hold those important things off, and leading us to rationalize why it's okay to waste a little time. Like water finding the path of least resistance, we create this perception in our heads that we are doing the same exact thing, except in reality, we are slowing our process and producing half-assed results. And I hate half-assed results, or as my high school basketball coach calls it, garbage minutes. So I've broken down a couple key things we can do to start being less avoidant and more embraceive toward each task that we have in front of us. Also, these aren't the only tips and suggestions out there. If there are things not discussed here that work for you, I highly encourage you to DM me over at the underscore cups on Instagram or shoot us an email at thedailycups at gmail.com so we can share the wealth of knowledge. So first action I suggest taking when it comes to procrastination is to make the things you do while you're procrastinating much, much harder. Before the start of the new year, my goal was to be more intentional in everything I do, which resulted in me making a very odd decision. I sold my freaking TV. So now the only thing in my room are two couches, a recliner, a table with books on it, and my whiteboard. Now, you know, maybe some of you guys are listening right now and going, whoopee, no big deal. While others are saying, that's stupid, or why would you sell your TV? It's not that big of a distraction. Now, I beg to differ, considering the fact that a recent Nielsen Total Audience report shows that TV consumption is still outpacing the amount of time we are on our phones, which I'm actually really surprised by. Now, granted, it's not by much. On average, an individual spends up to four hours of their day watching television in comparisons to three hours and 45 minutes on their smartphones. Now, do yourself a favor and check your screen time. I know for all my Apple users out there, there is a function in the settings that allows you to see it. So let's be honest with ourselves. It's time you start asking yourself how serious you are about the goals, the dreams, the aspirations that you have for yourself and for your future self. I realized that although TV consumption wasn't taking up the biggest portion of my life, it was my biggest source of procrastination. Now, I barely have enough time to turn on the tube, but when I have big projects or I'm studying and doing coursework, I realized that I was watching my cartoons, or better yet, my anime, took up most of my procrastination time. So dig deep and be completely honest with yourself when you make your list of the things that you do while procrastinating. Once you have that list, I want you to brainstorm ideas that will help limit your access to these things so that your time spent is more efficient. Now that doesn't mean we can't do these things, it just means that there's a time and place for them. The next suggestion is to create more structure in your day by planning the night before. I know for me, if I want to go to the gym the next morning at 5 a.m., I am going to need to make sure that my clothes are out, my bag is packed, my shoes are ready, and my alarm is set. Any time that I miss going to the gym has been because I didn't set up the right expectations the night before. When we do this, we are mentally committing ourselves to the action. Though we still may have challenges along the way, control over our mindset is half the battle. So I encourage you at the end of each day 
to list out the five most important things you need to accomplish for the next day so that your mind is prepped and conditioned to see them through. Now, having an idea of what is to come tomorrow is great, but let's make sure we do some additional things to make sure we stay on course. Simply being a taskmaster will just resort in more inconsistency. So it's important we simplify our goals for the day, make them achievable, and create both immediate rewards and consequences for not fulfilling them. Now, don't try to multitask the five goals of the day. Instead, choose one and focus on that one. And in between your tasks for the day, offer times of rest or some form of reward for completing it. This could be time to watch your favorite show, maybe listen to some music or browse social media, or go meet up briefly with a friend or significant other. Whatever it is, it needs to be something that can take place soon because, again, we still love that immediate satisfaction. And vice versa for consequences. Having someone who holds you accountable, like a gym partner to get you in the gym, or a friend or family member who helps keep you on track throughout your week, is a great incentive to stay consistent because you don't want to let them down. Get creative and be intentional because the reward or consequence will be a trigger to recalibrate your mindset so you're ready to take on the next task and then the next, resulting in a fulfilling feeling at the end of your day. I even challenge you to make it like a game. For every day you complete all of your goals or tasks, put a W for win by that day. If you didn't get all you wanted to get done, put an L. Then at the end of the week, month, or year, tally up your wins or losses. If there are more L's than W's, it might be time to make some adjustments to your habits and lifestyle. The final suggestion I have for you comes from a strategy I picked up from Brandon Burchard's book, High Performing Habits, and that is creating transition moments. This is another great way to release yourself from what you are currently doing so you can reset and recenter yourself on the next task at hand. We encounter hundreds of transition moments throughout our days, and although they make up a small portion of our day, they are crucial in setting the tone for each task and not wasting any time. Once you have completed a task, take a step back, close your eyes, and repeat the word release while relaxing and releasing any physical and mental tension from your body, putting yourself in a relaxed state. Other thoughts may run through your head, but do your best in repeating that word. It's also important you control your breathing through all this as well. The goal is to put yourself in a relaxed state so you can take on the emotional and physical energy you have into the next task. Brennan recommends doing this for a minute, and once you are done, the next thoughts you want to put in your head are the feelings you want to have and the expectations you desire for the next big task of the day. Thoughtful questions allows us to be more intentional and present when it comes to what we do next. All right, so I threw a lot at you in a short amount of time. If interested in part two of this topic or any questions specifically, shoot me a DM and we can make it happen. The moral of the story here is if you want to level up this year, you need to be more effective with your days. We each are given the same 24 hours. What are you going to do differently to shift your paradigm from a procrastinator to a legacy creator? This has been The Cuffs.
The Cuffs Podcast is written and created by Justin Davis, accompanied with music and production by Joey Biancardi. Connect with us on Facebook and Instagram for new episodes along with other updates and giveaways at the underscore cuffs.